It's time for Career Stories with Launch. I'm your host, James Enzer. Each month, I interview Cone Health leaders across the system to learn about the career paths they have taken. Whether you are just starting your career or are a number of years into your career, we can all learn from someone else's story. Career Stories with Launch is all about sharing, learning, and growing together. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to Career Stories with Launch. Our guest today is Kiva Elliott. Kiva is our Vice President, Chief Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Officer here at Cone Health. Thank you for joining us today, Kiva. I am delighted. Thank you for asking me. Can you start by telling us a little bit about your role? So um, as the Chief Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Officer, it is my role to make sure that we are doing everything we can and being very intentional about creating an inclusive culture. And that goes from how we attract talent, how we retain talent, um, from making sure that we're developing talent, Mm -hmm. um, and then even the community and our patients, making sure that our patients feel that sense of belonging when they interact with Cone Health. So tell us a little bit about what brought you to Cone Health. Yes. So... um, I worked for American Express, and American Express decided to um, close their center here in Greensboro. So at that point, I said, okay, what what will be next for me? And someone told me about a position at Cone Health that um, was organizational development, and that's what I'm, that was my background. And the project actually was to implement the electronic medical record. And so they understood there's a technical component, but they also knew that there's a people component. Right. And so they um, had a position out there to lead the organizational change for the EPIC project. And um, sound very interesting to me. I'd never been in healthcare. And I thought, hmm, this will be interesting. I'll go do that project, hopefully for them. And... Um, then I'll see what's next for me. So did you see that opportunity at the time as a long lifespan of the project and who knows what happens next? Or did you think, well, maybe maybe healthcare will be a good fit. We'll see how it goes. No, that was not. <laughs> so, no, I, I had a perception of healthcare that... Um, ended up being very wrong (laughs) and I thought hey I'll go here I'll do this I'll do this project I'll do it really well and then I'm gonna go back and get out of healthcare and go back to either financial services or another industry Mm -hmm. and it's been eight years and I'm still here at Cone Health (laughs) so I say that my perception of um, healthcare was very different than what it actually was Mm -hmm. so I saw this um, once I got here and started to um, learn healthcare or try to learn healthcare um, and saw the vast opportunities that were present here mm-hmm. and how I could really do anything I wanted to do. Um, they were very open to new ideas and um, excited about having external voices and, and hearing those voices, um, having those voices at the table um, just was refreshing and I, I couldn't see myself being anywhere else now. And that's not what I thought when I came in. Mm-hmm. 
So do you remember a specific time when your perception shift, or do you think it was almost a spectrum of getting in healthcare, getting involved, and it, it just evolved over time? Or was there a specific instance where you're like, oh, what I thought of healthcare isn't really healthcare? Yeah. So I think that, um, so with the EPIC project, I um, reported to the um, CIO, okay? So I had supported in my HR roles technology before. Okay. So I kind of understood a little bit about technology, mm -hmm. um, but never at, through the healthcare lens. And so when I got here and understand, oh, they're not as behind as I thought they were, or wow, they're using technology even better than we were using it in financial services industry. So, mm -hmm. so I think it was just a combination, but one thing led on another. So one thing led to another. So when I learned about, started to learn about healthcare and how that worked, then I had never worked with the physician community before. So learning that piece and seeing, wow, look at the role they play and then the nursing and then how it all comes together was very fascinating. Mm -hmm. A lot of moving parts. Oh my gosh, it was just like, wow, all of this happens in a healthcare system. I had no idea, I thought that if you're not clinical, you're not gonna be able to excel or progress through mm -hmm. um, a healthcare system, how could you? And I think it's just a combination of all of that and being able to um, have exposure to all of that, to see how it all comes together was just intriguing and um, challenging as well. So I think that's, it was just a combination of things. So can you tell us a little bit more about your first position here at Cone mm -hmm. and how you made some of the successive moves after that to get to where you are today? Yes. So, um, as I mentioned, my first role was an organizational development manager. Um, and that the responsibilities in that role was for me to um, connect the technical piece with the people piece and make sure that we can do the technology all day long, but if the people aren't on board, then it doesn't really matter, right? Mm -hmm. So it was about connecting the two and integrating the two. So that was my first role. Well, while I was in that role, which I was in that role for about three years, um, and while I was in that role, I was asked to be in the high-performing leader program as a breakthrough master, okay? And so that was with our culture work. So when I got here, they were just embarking on the cultural transformation. Gotcha. So, um, and, I say, and I say this, um, and I've said this before, because of that culture transformation that we were going through, that really was the foundation for helping us be successful with EPIC and the implementation of EPIC. I have no doubts about that. So um, got really interested in, hey, how we're transforming the culture. And so um, I got into the um, High Performing Leader Breakthrough Master Program, which was a year-long program where you were being taught how to be an ambassador for the culture, how to be on the court, how to stand up for the culture and what that looks like and, and all of that. So had a very, very good experience with that. And in that, we had to do a project. And so my project after being in IT and seeing some of the challenges that we were facing was the organization really needs to have a central place that projects initiate 
right? And so that we can make the best decisions for the organization based on the projects. And um, so that was my project. And I had Joan Evans and Steve Horsley, mm -hmm. who were my executive sponsors. And so I presented that project to our executive leadership team and they said, hands down, yes, we need to do this. And um, I'm like, great, you know, my project went through. Hey, wow, this is good. Somebody else can just take that on and, and do that. And it ended up that I led that entire project. They said, you thought of it? Yep, yes, go make let's it happen. go with it, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of how that came. So that was really my second position there. Um, and so really that work was to kind of stand that up make sure we had the infrastructure in place, make sure we had everybody's buy-in and enrolling everybody around this entire process. Um, very complex because there's so many projects, right, that happen throughout the system. Absolutely. And so, um, and working with IT, because they had an IT project management office as well. So just the coordination of all of that and doing that work. And, but really my goal or long-term goal was to get back into human resources, okay. right? And so an opportunity presented itself for me to get back into HR, um, and that was as the executive director of talent strategy. So um, interview for that position, got in that position, um, and had the opportunity, oh my God, just to, to interact with so many different people because talent touches everything, right? Yes. And there are implications to talent all throughout the system. So having the opportunity to, to, to get back into that work, um, utilizing my organizational development skills, my change um, skills to look at things through a different lens and, and help us make sure that we're doing everything we can to attract and hire and, and retain talent. Mm -hmm. um, so I got into that role and then this opportunity presented itself and I thought, wow, what a way to bring everything with my career outside of Cone Health um, and inside Cone Health and all of the skills that I've gained to now truly be a voice for the employees, the community, um, around diversity, equity, inclusion. Like, this is like ideal for me. Right. It just, it's, it's exactly where I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So, and I feel that. I feel that through, I'm living out my purpose. And um, so that's kind of how, how it all came to be. I'm sure there were a lot of similarities um, within each of the roles that you had about yes. certain skills that you might have utilized. Absolutely. But was it ever, for lack of a better term, scary at some point to, to leave a familiar area um, to work more on the IT side of things, mm -hmm. still focusing on the people, mm -hmm. but just in a different viewpoint. And then oh. shifting that and saying, you know, I really do eventually want to get back into HR. Mm -hmm. How do I make that progression? I mean, there's no way that you could have started here at Cone and said, I know from here to here to here oh, to here, no. that's what's going to happen. Absolutely not. No. Um, and I think to answer your question, is it scary? Absolutely. It's scary. Um, and that's where your support system and the sponsors and people, your mentors and people that have um, been down a similar path that can guide you and can help you. Because 
there are times that, you know, imposter syndrome creeps up, mm -hmm. right? And we have to be able to, to silence that and know that, hey, the skills that I have and what I can bring to the table is really going to help move this, this organization forward. So I would always keep a couple of words in mind. So for me, it's about impact, right? And for me, relationships are big mm -hmm. and that's how the work gets done. So just having people to continuously remind me when I do have those doubts that pop up because they do pop up. Right. Um, and just having a, a system around you or a squad, so to speak, that I can go to, that I can talk to, that can inspire me and help me to move forward. So I think I pull on that heavily. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I'm very spiritual as well. So I know that God put things, he puts, he puts trials in front of you, he puts tests in front of you, and, um, and if you're obedient to that, then he'll, he'll deal with the outcomes, mm -hmm. right? And so it's about obedience and it's about living into your purpose and, um, and being coachable. Very, very important to be coachable because I will never know everything and I need to be open to learning. Lifelong um, learning. Lifelong learning, mm -hmm. absolutely. Let's talk about some of those skills that you yes. needed to obtain and probably refine too. Mm -hmm. You might have had some and you just mm -hmm. needed to refine them a little bit. So what, what are some of those skills that helped get you to where you are at today? Yep. So I would have to say relationship building, extremely, extremely important. Um, truly listening and stop talking. <laughs> truly listen. Um, those are those are some of the skills that are going to serve you well wherever you go, whatever you do. Um, also, having one of the challenges for me in healthcare was really learning the business. Right, I still to this day have to brush up on my business acumen. Mm -hmm. Right, because things change so quickly in healthcare and. I've always been in organizations where I've been told as an HR business partner, as an HR leader, you have to learn the business, right? You have to learn how we make money, right? right? And so when I got here, that's the first thing I'm like, okay, so how do they make money? And I'm like, oh my God, this is complex. <laughs> I don't get this, what do you mean? Like, So I spent a lot of time trying to learn the business and um, that's extremely important. For me to for me to be effective, I need to understand the industry of healthcare, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that was a challenge for me. Um, but knowing that I I was curious enough, right? Curiosity is is extremely important. Um, so I was curious enough to talk to um, different business units. I remember going to um, Steve Anderson in Cone Health Medical Group and him just helping me understand like, okay, how does this work in Cone Health Medical Group? And Roger Roper, mm -hmm. I called him up and said, hey, I, I need to understand how this works. Um, when we start talking about volume to value, what does that mean? How does mm -hmm. that work? And how does that play out in your work? So always being curious and just learning, right? Well, it keeps it fresh. It, it does, you, you have to. And you have to be collaborative because, you know, there are things that, um, 
my leader and I talk about this even today. Like last week we talked about it as I'm wired around results, right? And I'm um, intentional around my thinking. I spend a lot of time on thinking things through and planning and then execution is really, really important to me. And so I might get ahead of something sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, hey, we got to move. We got to do this. We got to do this. So I still have to remind myself to meet people where they are and um, slow down sometimes so that I can have people with me on the journey, mm-hmm. right? It's very important. And sometimes when you get into stuff, you can forget that, right? And you're just moving. And so you have to slow down and you have to make sure that um, that you're taking people with you right. um, on the journey, whatever yeah. that journey is. Yeah, I think when you begin with the end in mind, you know, you are looking for those results. Absolutely. But, but it is about that journey and how do we get there the right way, the That's right time. That's right. That's right. And enrolling people mm-hmm. along the way, right? you got to keep that in the forefront of your mind. What has been one of the biggest challenges that you have personally faced here at Cone? I think that would be it. I think that's one of them is we are a very collaborative organization. And what I love about that is relationships are are it at home, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's how the work gets done, which I love that. Um, but I think a challenge for me is to inspire while I'm executing and driving results, right? So I think it's that I can go so quickly sometimes that I, I, I might be really motivational in the beginning and, yet, and then I'm like, we got to get this done and, and I can miss those pieces. So I think it's been a challenge for me to balance, right, the execution with the inspiration sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, finding that sweet spot. Finding that sweet spot um, and... Um, and just keeping that that fresh and keeping it um, so we don't lose momentum, right? right? And mm-hmm. so I think that we have to think about that because I'm a big picture thinker. Um, so I have to remember that I'm already here <laughs> and um, but people, ha- I have to help people get there. Yeah, you're and seeing the opportunity and the success yep. that we can have that's together. Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's been a challenge um, just to always keep that in the forefront of my mind. Mm -hmm. Well, let's flip that question around. What has been one of the proudest moments of your career here at Cone? Yeah. So when I think about proudest moments, it's really not going to be one, right? This is what just I love so much is when we can, when I can be, um, held accountable for pulling a diverse team together from all different facets of the business, bringing different perspectives together, and but we're all looking to that one vision and we can all do that and move it together and execute and have a positive outcome. When that happens, that's the proudest moment for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, and it's proud for a couple of reasons, because we're human, right? 
and we all have different thoughts and different perspectives right. and and they may not align all the time so being able to do that to get alignment enrollment and move toward the same goal and we don't egos don't get in the way and um there's a harmony there but there's also a little bit of debate that makes it interesting right. you know mm -hmm. um but yet we reach that goal um together and it's successful and i think that's that's the proudest moments for me when we can do that mm -hmm. What's most important to prepare for a role like yours? I think you really, really have to be careful and be able to balance the strategic with the tactics, right? Or the getting in the weeds. I think you have to be able to set vision, provide direction, um, is extremely important because I may know where I think we should go, but if you're on the team and you don't know, then we'll, we're never gonna get there. Mm -hmm. So it's about providing direction, that strategic direction, so we all know where we're going, extremely important. And then I would say alignment is, is important. Now, alignment doesn't mean that everybody has to agree it means that okay we can align with this and we can move this forward so i think if you can start to hone those skills and get exposure and experience around thinking strategically and not getting caught up in the the weeds mm -hmm. um then I think that would really help you be successful in this role. So it's really about leadership, right? And it's about, um, I think it's, and I, I use this model all the time because it just works. Um, CCL has that DAC model, right? So it's the direction, alignment, and commitment. And I have years and years ago, early in my career, when, I was introduced to that model. I've tried to stick to that model. Now, am I perfect? No. <laughs> so there are times when I have to go back to that and I have this, it is, I actually could show it to you. I have it and it's kind of a, a sheet of paper that I've had for a while. So it's kind of, the ends are torn off. You know, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's very used, mm -hmm. right? Because they did a really good job of what direction, alignment and commitment looks like. And how do you know when it's out of balance and when mm -hmm. it's not working? And so when I go and I look at that and I say, ooh, it's a lot that's happening here that shouldn't be, let me refocus okay. and let me get back. So Shift it back. I, yeah, so I, that model for me has worked and I think that that um, has helped me and will, would help me in this role and any other role, in any leadership role mm -hmm. that, that you would be in. Now that you've been at Cone for eight years, yes. you've been involved in healthcare for eight years, Yes. let's talk about the future. Yeah. Where do you see opportunities for Cone Health within the next few years? Um, and then if you'd like to expand to healthcare in general, not just for Cone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so for Cone, and this may be healthcare in general too, but for Cone, I think that collaboration, 
and learning from others is going to be extremely important. And, and I say that because the world is changing demographically, technology, all of those things have forced us to move in different directions. And so for us, we got to know how to do that really well. Right. And, um, as you know, as you look around healthcare, you look around all the partnerships that are happening. They're different partnerships that we've never seen before. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean for us? So that means we have to be open to new and, and different ways to care for our patients. And that means also we need to take care, we need to take the care to the people. Um, we need to understand social determinants of health. We need to really, really understand that and how that impacts health outcomes. Um, and you know, wellness. We, we are focusing now more on wellness than just the taking care of the sick, right? Right, it's not it's, cone it's health not, care, it's, not, it's cone right. health. Exactly, mm -hmm. so, it, so it's gonna look really different um, for us. And I think that we have to learn to be agile um, and we got to learn, we got to be comfortable with failure. And that doesn't make you feel good, right? right. Because nobody wants to, exactly. <laughs> to fail, but we got to get comfortable with that and trying different things. Mm -hmm. They may work and they may not. Um, so yeah, so I, I think that that's kind of a, a combination um, of the things that we need to do for healthcare, but it kind of rolls over into healthcare period, but, but also for cone health. I think you can really sum that up with um, the phrase, with you. Right. Right? Absolutely. It, that can apply to every single scenario you just spoke about. Every scenario. Mm -hmm. And that's our brand promise, right? Right. And so, it, I mean, that's going to be woven throughout everything, everything we do. Mm -hmm. So. Let's move on to the lightning round questions. Just yes. short, sweet, to the point. Okay. What's something that would surprise people about your day-to-day -day job? It's crazy different every moment. Mm -hmm. I never know what's going to pop up, right? So I don't have a, I can have a schedule, mm -hmm. but it can get blown up in two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just have to learn how to flex, right? And so, um, That's yeah. a good word, flex. Yeah, flex mm -hmm. is, is, is key for my role. Mm -hmm. What is one book or podcast that you would recommend to aspiring leaders? I have a couple of podcasts that I listen to um, regularly. So I listen to Adam Grant and he is, um, he has this podcast around the workplace and it's so um, interesting. He has different people that he meets with and he talks about, and he talks about the psychology behind oh, it and the okay. people these. Mm -hmm. And so that's that's one podcast that I that I listen to a lot. Um I also listen to um business radio, okay? And that's on XM radio and they have several different um segments on there. Like in the morning they have like from eight to nine when I'm in the car, it's called leadership in action. 
and it's typically someone that has written a book or they have some topic that they're talking about, I gain a lot from that. Mm -hmm. And they also have one that's women at work. And so you just, you can catch it when you're in the car or you can go and find it. What is one thing on your bucket list that you hope to accomplish soon? <laughs> Being on The Price is Right is on my bucket list. <laughs> I would love to be on The Price is Right. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm definitely gonna try to make that happen. Um, Maybe even this year. I don't know. But it's on my list, and I would love to do it. But you mean the real Price oh, is no, Right. Oh, no. I mean going to California. Yep. That Price is Right. Yeah. Because I've seen it around, you mm -hmm. know, but I'm like, no. I but it's coming be. to Greensboro. You could have a practice round here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be fabulous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, that's that's on my list, and I'm going to do that. <laughs> and I'll let you know when it when it, when it's actually, when the show happens. When and you I'm win. On there. Yes. And when I win all this great money and stuff. <laughs> If you could choose to be in any other role here at Cone, what would that be? Mm. Um, you know, I wouldn't mind, and I, I, I doubt this would ever happen, but I've shadowed nurses, mm -hmm. and I just would, wouldn't mind knowing what it would be like to actually be a nurse, right? To be there, to be caring for people at that deep level. Um, I think I would be a nurse. If mm -hmm. I could reinvent myself, I might be a nurse. And I would have never said that if I had not come to work for Cone Health. Right. Last question. Mm -hmm. What is the best advice that you've received that you would like to pass on to others? The best advice would be to manage your energy, not your time, okay? And that means that I'm not getting caught up in my calendar. I'm not getting caught up in what I didn't do because I'm spending my energy in the right places. Mm. And that's going to give me the results that I want. So it's all about energy for me and where am I spending that and where is that where am I using my energy um, and particularly because I'm an introvert so I need time to be with myself and I get re refocused and refueled from myself so but I in my roles I spend a lot of time with other people mm -hmm. so I have to make sure that I'm paying attention to my energy and where it's going. So that's that's one piece of advice. Um, the other piece of advice that has been very key to me is to not let perfect get in the way of good. Mm. Um, and that's something that, yeah, that I have to constantly remind myself. Um, and not to take, take things too personally. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people need to hear that because when you're results oriented, right, mm -hmm. you, you want to get 100%, mm -hmm. but you also need to think about, well, why am I doing what I'm doing? Mm -hmm. And is 95 going to get is me there? Is that good enough? Right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yep. So I think that's, that would be a couple of pieces of advice that, that stick to me and I that, have, that are still in my mind and I use them and refer back to them often. It's been a pleasure getting to speak with you and hear about your career story. 
For those listening to this interview, if you have any questions for Kiva, feel free to reach out to her at the email address in the comments below. Thanks again, Kiva. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.